Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of our upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Kristen Taylor on the line, and she's a client advisor over at Mission Wealth. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Pleasure to be here. So uh, excited to get into today's topic. So how impact and sustainable investing work into a financial plan. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk a little bit more about Mission Wealth. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the firm, please. Sure. We are a wealth advisory firm. We're celebrating 20 years in the business. And our approach is really holistic in nature. It begins with a comprehensive financial plan that's essentially that backbone of relationships to organize how all of your assets will work together in the best path to achieve your financial long-term goals. We then use that to create an aligned investment plan with a customized portfolio. And as an independent advisor, we have access to the full market of investments. We have no proprietary products and no conflicts of interest. So we then round things out by conducting annual tax reviews, estate plan reviews, and insurance reviews as we feel those are critical items to a successful financial health. And Our advisors are all CFPs, certified financial planners, including myself. So we have an incredibly collaborative internal culture of advisors and internal resources like our investment department, all looking to kind of help lift each other up together. And one fun note is that my co-founder, Seth Streeter, has also been a guest on your show. I love it. I love it. I call it it the podcast family. This isn't a show. It's a family of people that have been on here, Kristen. It's all good. Sure is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think this is also a great transition. So I want to um, I want to get into you know impact and, and sustainable investing, how that's going to work into a financial plan. But for maybe some of the people listening out there that aren't familiar with impact or sustainable investing, let's start with that. So just talking a little bit more about what that is, please. Sustainable and impact investing has really become the forefront of where investing, I think, is going, in my personal opinion. There is a huge connection now between people that really want their assets to grow and they want their assets to also have meaning. And the great thing about how the industry is moving is there's enough investments that have come out out there where you no longer have to choose, I want my money to do well or I want my money to do good, you know, from a return standpoint. You now can invest your money in a way that, allows you to get that financial return, the income, the growth that you need, diversification that you need, but also in a way that is investing in companies that are high quality, that are paying attention to ESG metrics, which is environmental, social, and corporate governance metrics, and also ways that they're creating that positive impact on the world. That's awesome. And um, I love that you bring up that it's not the same trade-off that it once was um, and, and or was perceived to be at one point, right? And depending on how long, how long, you know, some of the products weren't necessarily out there. I remember when I was in the business, I feel like one of the one things that I remember, there was only a couple of mutual funds even that had that. This is many years ago. I think like the Ava Maria or something. There was a couple of different funds that I remember like that was the only ones that we had at least on our matrix and we're like, um, yeah, but it's all changed now and I love it and I think it's good for all all of us. Um, so that being said, Kristen, 
So how does this work into a, a uh, overall financial plan? Maybe it would be helpful to kind of go into the overall financial plan process kind of to kick us off on that. Sure. So, you know, traditionally the financial plan, like I said, is really the backbone. It's what allows us to create that chassis to build off of. What are all of your assets? What does your balance sheet look like? Let's get all of the inputs correct. You know, what are your current and potential income sources, potential inheritance? What do your assets look like today? What are they returning today? Um, a plan is obviously as robust and as successful as the inputs that you put in it. So the more detailed we get, we have really great conversations with clients where they can just share, oh, I have a long-term care policy. Oh, I'm expecting some inheritance. Oh, I've got this extra asset over here I forgot about. So organizing all of that together really gives them kind of a balance sheet that many clients haven't done before. And then getting all of that into the system, we run um, a great Monte Carlo analysis, which runs thousands of different trials and market scenarios of all the different things that can happen between now and when you need your money. And it allows us to look at kind of that probability of success. What are the levers that we can tweak to allow that success number to rise or lower? Maybe you need to cut back on your spending. Maybe you need to spend more. Maybe your assets aren't returning the amount that they need to. Maybe you need some better insurance in place. You'd like your inheritance to be, you know, higher for your children and grandchildren. So it's, it's a really iterative process that allows us to get very fine-tuned with how can we best predict with all the different potential market scenarios and outcomes down the road, how can we be conservative in a way that allows the client to feel comfortable that they can weather anything that's going to be coming their way. So why do you think, so I, again, this is my bias. I'm not saying it's yours, but it's my bias. Uh, I know that a financial plan is so important. And uh, why do you think that, I know there's some people listening right now that have heard this message multiple times, and they're like, ah, yeah, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Why do you think people put off financial plans? Like, even when they know it needs to be done, they get the importance, and it's like, I remember when I had clients, even some of the clients, I managed their money, and I'm like, we have to get you through this financial plan. Why do you think some people put it off? True. You know, it's the same kind of conversation with an estate plan, I find. You know, it's, oh, I will, I have plenty of time to deal with that in my life. You know, it's kind of the kick the can down the road thing. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is also, it's a, it's a shot of reality. You know, some clients mm -hmm. look at their assets and they get that um, biased idea in their head of, you know what, I'm okay. I'm financially okay. I can see my assets in front of me. I know how much money I'm spending right now. I'm in good shape. And so some clients just feel that they have that good handle on things. Other clients, I think it's the avoidance of reality. They look at that and say, well, if I have to look at all my assets and I have to look at all my income sources, maybe there's a chance that I'm going to outlive my money. Maybe there's a chance that I'm spending more than I should be spending. And so it's that budget conversation that clients don't always love to have, which is, oh, I need to cut back on my spending, or, oh, maybe that travel budget should be tightened just a little bit. And, you know, it's hard. Clients don't necessarily want to face that. They'd rather just go another year and spend the way that they're spending and assume that they're going to be okay and they can deal with this down the road, and they can make up for it when they get down the road. And sometimes that's the case, but sometimes that's not. So the earlier you plan, the better. Who, um, I mean, there's different types of financial plans. So meaning, 
And this is what I tell people all the time. It's like, you know, just get one done. I mean, if you're just graduating college, if you're just starting out, guess what? Your financial plan just by definition typically isn't going to be as complicated or take as much time as somebody that's maybe a year away from retirement or maybe even in retirement and shifting assets. Um, so I'm always like, there's different levels of financial plans, but either way, you, you should have one because that's your roadmap. I mean, do you agree with that or do you have a different take? I'm just trying to get a feel. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. Somebody coming out of college or in their early mid-20s is obviously we're so far away from retirement that, you know, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to look at are they going to be able to fund their retirement at this point in, in life. But what I think it's great to start yeah, with. Yeah, the answer is probably going to be no. <laughs> it's probably going to be no. Right. Like you're probably going to see some red. Like, exactly. bottom line is you got your first job out of college. Sorry. Yeah, you're probably not. The first plan you do is not going to look that good. And it's okay for everybody listening. It's okay. <laughs> yes, like you should be saving much more than you are. That's always the famous line is that you should be saving X percent of your portfolio. And of course, you're not because you want to go live your life and you just got this job and you just got your first, you know, real paycheck. And you're like, you know what? I want to go spend it. So <laughs> if anything, and that's, that's called life. That's note. called life. <laughs> <laughs> right. If anything, that's the biggest lesson is give yourself just a place to start organizing. Here's what I have so far. And can I afford to save anything? You know, even if it's a couple bucks a paycheck, being able to see how much that money can grow over time is a huge emotional impact on your ability to get it done. If you can see that, you know what, even if I'm saving 50 bucks per paycheck or, you know, a certain percentage per paycheck and seeing how much that money can grow over time, it really helps you see the value of preparing ahead and getting something in place. And so maybe that, you know, that extra trip or that extra dinner is, is putting that money away and saving it for the long term, which creates impact for yourself as well as the world. Fantastic. Well, hey, Kristen, um, it's been great having you on the show today. If somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Mission Wealth, I mean, what's the best way for them to connect? Absolutely. So we have a website, missionwealth.com, just like it sounds. We've got a way you can contact us from there. And also there's a really nice digital flip book. We've, we're getting very tech savvy nowadays that, nice. that is on the website where you can look at. I know it's really exciting. Our marketing department is phenomenal. So you can look at all of our services. You can also look at how we approach sustainable and impact investing and the various types of investments that we look at. So really helpful. You can look at it right on the website, missionwealth.com. Fantastic. Well, hey, Kristen, it's been great having you on the show. Uh, tell Seth I said hi, and um, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. Uh, if, you're, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the video. I mean, love to know what kind of projects and things you're working on, too. Let's keep the conversation going in the YouTube community. And uh, Kristen, thanks again for coming to the show.